ESPN LA 710. Welcome back to the experience here on ESPN LA. For more information, please log on to ESPNLA.com and go to the experience page for more podcasts or check me out on Twitter at Lafern Cusack. So I've had a lot of conversations with moms and dads regarding the flu shot. You hear it time and time again. And I just had to have Dr. David Zimmerman in to tell us all about it. Dr. Zimmerman is a Laguna Hills family practice physician with Monarch Healthcare. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank now, you. Uh, you have a lot of great experience. You came here from Florida a long time ago. Tell yep. us about that. Yeah, why LA from from Florida? Um, a family, my a lot of family in the Los Angeles area, and uh, South Orange County seemed like at the time a really uh, good area for family for new family physicians, as it was a rapidly growing community some 20, 25 years ago. And uh, it's worked out nicely for, for me and for the community. I think I found a need, my niche, and it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy the community. They're great people. I have wonderful patients. I love them all. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to do this. It's fun. It's fun for me. Yeah, and you also train a lot of uh, people coming into the healthcare industry. Tell us about that. Well, I, I've um, had medical students and some residents rotate through the office and physicians assist there's a school that uh, pr- pretty frequently rotates physician assistants through our office. So that's been fun. Also, some nursing students have come by, and uh, I see them in the hospital. And um, that's kind of nice. It's kind of a nice yeah. feeling to be able to help uh, perhaps orient them or educate them to to how outpatient care is in, in, in a family medicine setting. Yeah, Dr. Zimmerman, my son, he just turned four years old. And Congratulations. We, yes, I know. It's so big. <laughs> it's so wonderful to see him grow. It's, it's wonderful to see them grow and see them at that age. Uh, you know, they, they say such such interesting things. Yes. We're, we're always trying to keep up with their questions. <laughs> oh, I know. To, this morning I was like, come here, David, let's snuggle together. He goes, okay, l- let's grab my macaroni and cheese first and we'll snuggle next to macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's really neat. You really have to, there's a lot of humor in, in, in what they say. And a lot of, a lot of interesting questions come out of, uh, out of these small kids. They really are amazing in terms of, um, what they see, their observation, they're very impressionable. And it's a, it's a fun age. Yes, it to, is. To have your kids out as a parent and as a teacher. It's got to be real fun to be a, a preschool teacher, elementary school yeah. teacher. Before you know it, um, your four-year-old will be in kindergarten, yeah. and then middle school, then high school, then you see them graduate, then off to college. Uh, and yeah. uh, it's, it's, it just flies by. Yes, I'm enjoying every moment. Um, is but, that your only child? Y- yes, my only child. Okay, my only so you're son. a young mom. <laughs> Well, young. Yes, sure. Yes. You know how to to compliment. Dr. Zimmerman, we had to tell uh, David, um, my son's name is David as well, King David, um, about uh, shots. Uh, He had to go to his physician this last week to get his um, vaccinations, and they gave him a flu shot. And a lot of moms um, that I talk to and moms and dads out there, they're like, I don't want to give my son my child a flu shot because this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us about the flu shot and 
what your insights are about the flu vaccinations. Sure. Well, I, I hate to call it a flu shot. I've always tried to refer, especially when you're dealing with young young kids, as a flu immunization. There's some, some connotations to getting a shot that they right away uh, uh, run away from. So I try not to, I try to avoid that terminology, flu shot. But what it is, it's a, it's a vaccine uh, against the influenza virus, which is a very serious disease that can lead to, to everything from from debilitation to hospitalization and sometimes even death. We're also talking about the elderly as well. Yes, they need most most of the mortality that we're seeing these days is in people 65 years of age and older uh, from influenza. And uh, the best protection for them is a flu immunization, a flu vaccine. Now, um, there's also... Uh, different methods that uh, we can have for our family for an alter an alternative to a vaccination. Can you talk about that? Yes, yeah, sure. For children, um, a lot of uh, mothers are seemingly afraid of the the preservatives and the flu vaccine, so they've developed an alternative vaccine that is preservative-free. Uh, the shelf life of such vaccines is shorter, but it's a one-dose immunization rather than a vial that usually has about 10 dosages in it and they need to preserve that with something because uh, the doctor goes or the nurse goes and they drop one dose and there are nine more doses in that little vial so there has to be preservative in there and usually the one that that is concerning to most people is thimerosal which uh, to date the CDC and research has been extensive on thimerosal it does not cause um, illness unless someone is allergic to thimerosal. Which in, and within the thimerosal, there's a mercury, a small, tiny, t- tiny percentage of it is a mercury base that, that parents seem to be concerned about. Um, to date, there's been no research, and there, there has been a ton of research in that area. There is no indication of any harm related to to the uh, influenza vaccination with the, the, the preservative in it. Even in pregnancy, it's, it's highly recommended. And, uh, of course, the elderly, toddlers, pretty much everyone, unless they have a severe prior reaction that's been noted and recorded or they have an allergy to uh, egg. Although now, most recently, even those that have an allergy to egg, it's recommended that they even get the flu immunization under observation. Maybe they get their flu immunization and then maybe for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, they sit in the doctor's office or wherever they, they've gotten that to, to watch for any kind of uh, future reaction, perhaps related to the, the egg that they may have an allergy to. So where did all this talk come about you know, it's really not good to have a flu shot that like we can get, you know, sick from getting this immunization. Okay. Um, it's a lot of concern and a, a lot of the, 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 the most common questions that I get, gee, am I going to get the flu from the flu immunization? Absolutely not. Prior years, there's about three or four different types of formulations for the flu immunization, the flu vaccine. And uh, the it's killed or attenuated weakened virus. There's a, uh, a formulation with a weakened attenuated virus in a nasal spray that's not indicated this year, but that perhaps maybe mild mild symptoms. But the the standard flu immunization that most people get is the injectable one, and that 
does not cause the flu. Although there may be uh, mild side effects, maybe uh, their their arm that's been injected is a little bit sore, maybe aches for a day or so, and um, perhaps some lethargy for a day or so, perhaps minimally, maybe a mild headache. Other than that, I haven't... uh, seen anything, and I must have administered thousands of flu immunizations through the years. I haven't seen anyone have a problem with it. Dr. Zimmerman, how long does this protection uh, last when you get this immunization? Okay, that's a good question. The, the flu immunization is annual because these influenza viruses, and by the way, influenza is an upper respiratory infection. It's not the same as the stomach flu that people uh, complain of as well. But it lasts for one season. And the reason for that is the virus mutates so rapidly that it changes into something else. So they have to redo the formulation every year according to the the viral species that's out there that's causing these, these nasty symptoms. Hmm. So how did they go about doing that? Oh, that's uh, (laughs) because it seems it seems like my question. Uh (laughs) It seems like like every year our body gets more and more um, resistant to some sort of the the virus is perhaps as resistant or tolerant of uh, the immune system that you're your body has developed from the previous year. Mm. Um, what, how they, to answer your prior question, how do they know what flu vaccine to develop? Um, the CDC spends countless hours with other countries throughout the world to develop and research um, and record uh, illness and uh, document influenza illness in the northern hemisphere, the southern hemisphere, so they can with with that information, they can kind of forecast the worst three or four viruses that we need to concoct up a vaccine for for the, the, the following year, the next year coming up. That's something else. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but where they ran out of flu immunizations and a lot of people were, um, especially the elderly, you know, they they um, were dying from this. That's right. Correct. Uh, so, uh, I mean, how do they know if it's going to be a bad flu year or? I think you're you're asking uh, two questions in one. I think uh, based on what you're, you've asked, uh, what they've developed are new vaccines. There are new vaccines. One new vaccine that just came out, I think, in January of, two, six, of 2016 that's not virus um, um, manufactured. It's not manufactured in eggs at all. It's uh, DNA recombinants, which means that they've devised a way, one pharmaceutical company has devised a way to manufacture a piece of or replicate a piece of the, the virus that causes influenza in a test tube, not not mm-hmm. uh, egg-based and not viral-based. So with that in mind, they can replicate and produce these vaccines a lot faster because they don't need eggs. I'm not sure why that happened. I think fewer pharmaceutical companies were making the flu vaccine that year, that there was a shortage, mm-hmm. and um, be, perhaps there wasn't enough eggs. I don't know. Perhaps they, I'm not sure why they 
they, they ran into that shortage. But I have a feeling it was because fewer pharmaceuticals were making it that year. Now, you said that there's a difference between the flu that you think that, you know, is the stomach flu and then the chest flu. Am, I'm yes. Okay, so... Yeah, it's a big difference. The chest flu for the most part, is influenza, which is an upper respiratory viral-produced infection or illness versus the stomach flu, which is a different virus that causes diarrhea, vomiting, maybe it lasts 24 hours, people rest, they feel better, their body's immune system kicks in. Um, So there are hundreds of viruses out there. There are viruses that cause the common cold, which is different, a different virus than the the more severe uh, uh, um, illnesses that we see with the influenza virus. Dr. Zimmerman, when I was telling you about my son, uh, I went to his um, school and in his little mailbox, they had this blue flyer. One of it said Mm -hmm. they're warning about the whooping cough. Now, does that have anything to do with... No, that's a different... That's part of the regular standard immunization regimen that's caused by a a bacterial agent. That's totally different. That's part of their standard childhood immunizations that they get. Okay, and that's one of the shots that he got at the that's doctor's right. this past the week. Pertussis, oh. pertussis or whooping cough, which is actually the bacteria pertussis bordetella, which is a, it's a different, it's a bacteria, it's not a virus. Oh, okay. So we talk about how we can protect ourselves from these viruses and from influenza. Can you give us some you know, some tips on how we can get through this uh, flu season. Sure. Get number one, the most, the easiest way, get your flu shot. Get your flu immunization. Get it. Uh, There are many places that offer this. A lot of places offer this for free. Um, Schools, public health departments, hospitals, drugstores, community centers. So there's no... There's no real good reason other than if someone has a severe reaction. And even at that, there's ways around that. That's the number one thing you can do to to help prevent yourself from getting ill with this. Also, wash your hands frequently. Washing, washing, washing continuously throughout the day, washing your hands. That's the most common way people spread this organism or contract this organism is by uh, touching a, a surface or handshaking someone and then um, touching their mouth or their face and they transmit the virus to themselves and then they come down with the flu. Also, another way is avoid people that are coughing and sneezing. Try to. (laughs) That's so hard. If they should develop the flu, um, it's kind of maybe a, a corny thing to say, but they should wear a little mask and go to their doctor and get checked out by their either their doctor or their healthcare provider. Yes. And I've seen more and more people nowadays wearing those masks, and I understand it. (laughs) It's kind of goofy. I know. It's it's a goofy thing. You see someone, you want to run the other way. Another uh, uh, side note is the influenza virus and viruses can stay viable, alive on a surface for up to 72 hours. So doorknobs, your cell phone, a tabletop in a restaurant, that's where these things kind of live and stay and uh, when you touch that you touch your mouth or your face and that's how you transmit it to yourself 
uh, yeah, it's, it makes you not want to go out anymore. But that's right. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, Doctor Zimmerman? How do you stay healthy being around? Uh, you know, I've, being a physician. I've dodged the bullet. I get my, <laughs> of course, I get my flu immunization every year. Mm-hmm. I wash my hands. God knows, I can't count how many times throughout the day. Yes. Very, very frequently. Um, it's interesting when I go to a restaurant with my family. I have little wipes, mm-hmm. the um, the a- antibacterial wipes, and you wipe down the tabletop, mm. or you wipe it. One of the most uh, um, dangerous items to touch, believe it or not, is your your purse. So oh, you know yeah. your purse is lying around all day somewhere, and you pick it up and you carry home all these viruses. So oh wiping gosh. down your purse, wiping down your cell phone cover with a wipey will help. So these are like wiping a doorknob, if that's, you know, possible. Yeah. I don't know. These are things that people need to kind of be aware of. I guess handling money mm-hmm. um, with all the bacterial and, and uh, viruses on uh, dollar bills or what have you. So There are a lot of athletes that contract viruses a lot. And I know they're, they talk about, like, wrestlers that are on uh, yes. mats yes. and stuff. They get uh, skin types of... Um, of manifestations related to a virus, and that's very typical. Uh, there's no way around that other than um, these can be treated by dermatologists. These little uh, lesions that appear on their skin usually resolve. But that's true. Yeah, that's one definitive way. Also, swimmers, mm-hmm. um, they come down with various skin manifestations according to where they're swimming, if the water is not uh, uh, as good as it should be. Yeah. And then when we go to the gym, always take a towel before. we. Oh, absolutely. Bring your own towel from home because a lot of um, these facilities, they're unfortunately unable to 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 um, um, do launder these towels as 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 uh, uh, effective or as clean as we can do in our own our own home. Um, And also bring wipes, wipe down the handles of the machines that you're using and use your own towel to cover up maybe the seat if you're on the cycle or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yep, taking care of yourself. Well, I thank you so much for oh, sharing your knowledge with us, Dr. Zimmerman. <laughs> How can people find out more about you? Um, well, I'm in Laguna Hills, California, and if you'd like, I can give you my phone number or they can call Monarch Healthcare or my phone number to the office is 949 Four nine six six, and love to hear from anyone who, who you know needs questions answered or has concerns. Uh, be more than happy to um, provide that for them. Or if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call. And I hope your son does well. He uh, he got his immunization. Yes, he did just a Good. couple of days okay. ago. <laughs> he calls them. His immunization pricks. is probably different than the one you'll get if you've gotten yours. It's a different. Preparation. A lot of the pediatricians are using the preservative-free um, vaccine, oh. uh, which is a pre-filled um, syringe that's mm-hmm. pre-packaged, whereas the one you'll probably get will have a little bit of thimerosal in it. But it's such a minute amount that it doesn't. It's not going to. It's done nothing to hurt people. Oh. I'm not sure why they came out with the preservative-free. I think. It was available prior to present data that's shown and proven that thimerosal does not, and the, the minute amounts that does not does not hurt, does not cause harm. 
Yeah, I think a lot of the the misinformation that comes out, uh, you just really have to do your research and see who's oh, sure. paying for um, what uh, research is coming out and where it's coming from. Well, it's hard unless they, the doctors, their healthcare providers, wherever people are, usually are up on this stuff. They always get reports and people come into the office, they get reports from the CDC, the World Health Organization. So most healthcare providers are up on this. That's why uh, your general uh, uh, listening audience should contact their healthcare provider to get this information. I think that'll that'll ease their concern. But I understand families are concerned. They want the best for their family. They don't want to harm them in any way. They want to help them live happy, healthy lives. Absolutely. And once we are full of knowledge and what happens with the vaccination Mm -hmm. techniques, I think, you know, you can make the best decision for you and your family. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Laferna. A real pleasure talking to you. Bye-bye now. ESPN LA 710. Now, patients today are well aware that this is the time of the year to get their annual flu shots. The vaccinations are commonly available at health clinics, doctors' offices, and even pharmacies. I was at uh, Walgreens the other day, and the pharmacist asked me if I wanted to get a flu shot. And I was like, um, I don't think so. Not today. But then, you know, I thought more about it. And my son, I know going to school that he's in contact with all sorts of things at school. And, you know, if he gets sick, I get sick. And if I get sick, he gets sick. Or my husband, it just goes around. But again, I think we need to do our research and maybe it's not right for you or maybe it is i just like to have all the facts and make a decision based off of that some of the concern and confusion about influenza vaccinations some concerns are and confusions are well warranted but others are not and that's why we wanted to talk to dr david zimmerman today i'm laferne cusack thanks again for joining me here on the experience for more information please log on to espnla.com and go to the experience page download more podcasts or check me out on twitter at laferne cusack thanks again see you next week here on espn la espn la 710